0: Welcome to Christian Warrior Talk, proudly presented by Christian Warrior Mission, hosted by former Navy SEAL, SWAT officer, and atheist, now a warrior for Jesus Christ, Pastor Jason Perry. This is more than just a podcast. It's a spiritual vanguard where we intentionally set aside the hustle of our daily lives to come together. We gather to study the Bible, share in heartfelt prayer, and engage in meaningful discussions about all things Christian, homesteading, prepping, and self-defense. Lock shields with us, and together, we will hold the line. And now, let's meet your host, Pastor Jason Perry. You are listening to Patriot Crusader Mission, where Christian warriors are forged. Sponsored by Patriot Crusader Mission, Patreon page. Join us and become the Christian warrior you are called to be.
1: Strengthen on us. Strengthen on us. At my signal, unleash self. Do or do not. There is no try.
2: Man, do we have a lot to cover tonight? Um, you know, we originally we're starting to plan for this show tonight, and um, you know, we're you know, we were like, hey, we're gonna get to do a bunch of like great instructional content type stuff, and not there's not a lot to talk about and then two major stories came out that we definitely need to address. And then I wanna to cover today's topic, which is how to save America from a second civil war, which um they're sure doing their darndest to make sure that we you know, that we can have that we get there and and that we start you know, the bad things start happening and we don't want that. No one wins if that happens, guys. I know there's a lot of people out there who have a very romantic idea of what um, a second civil war would do, oh, and none of those things um, are very realistic, in my opinion. So, um,
0: I guess I, I think that they are thinking of the
2: the end result and yeah,
0: not the process of the decided
2: out. end result uh, if they win.
0: Yeah. I put the link to the YouTube video over in the Facebook chat for the handful of you who are watching on YouTube. If you are on, on Facebook, if you want to pop over to YouTube, again, those viewing minutes there um, are so very important. Close.
2: Place. We're so close to uh, to being where we need to be um, to monetize. So, um, so I hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, we had a very challenging weekend and that's... I don't know if we're going to even talk about that tonight.
0: <laughs> that's for Friday with a drink, <laughs> that's for Friday with a drink,
2: but you know, holy smokes! I will say, and for those of you who follow me on Instagram, know this that uh, baby B said her first like baby prayer without even yeah. knowing what she was doing.
0: It was very cute, and that's actually one of the motivating factors for the topic tonight about mentoring and in, kind of influencing your, your children. Um, it's adorable. And so we, we shared a picture of her holding hands, saying grace. And then that I was like two days before.
2: Yeah. And then the other day, you know, we're sitting at the table and, you know, we're doing all of our normal stuff, like praying. Not, I mean, we say our grace in the beginning and then, you know, we're doing stuff and we play a lot of games at the table with her. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're just doing whatever, you know, just having dinner. She locks eyes with me, reaches out, grabs my hand. And starts praying in Baby babble. Just yeah, a
1: little bit. And I'm like, oh, amen. <laughs> she gets the inflection correctly. Yeah. It, was, uh, very it
2: cute. was absolutely amazing, melted my heart, and again reminded me on how important it is to model for kids. They're always watching. Yes, and the
0: good, the bad, and the ugly.
2: Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm really trying to catch myself now when I'm spending time with her. You know, you know, we run two companies now. You know, we're trying to be engaging on social media and all that, but I don't want her to see me always staring at my phone when I'm with her because she's always looking for my eyes. Mm-hmm. So I deliberately try to make sure that I'm always making eye contact with her. Like I got, if I have to do my phone, it's here <laughs> and her head's there. And when I see her head turning, it's like this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do the same. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's a hard balance. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then, um, you know, so that was the good news. And then the challenging stuff we can talk about on Friday, but there's a couple stories I want to hit on here, guys. Um, and the first one I want to talk about before we get into this, you know, how to prevent, uh, uh, save America from a second civil war is I want to get into, um, the Ashley Babbitt shooting. So the wall street journal, um, just published an article saying that the initial investigation is going to come in as no charges against the police officer are, you know, should be done, should mm-hmm. be filed. That doesn't mean that, you know, Ashley's family isn't going to get a big payout.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: it doesn't mean they're not going to get sued into you know, and there isn't going to be a lot of change. It just mm-hmm. means that, that the police officer didn't do anything criminal. Um, but there's so many darn things wrong with this. And I mean, one, they should be sued. They should be sued like, whoa. Um, the inconsistencies from the police department that day were, there's no reason for her to think that she was going to, you know, from all the footage I've seen up to, up to including her getting shot as she's climbing through a window. Mm -hmm. Um, that no one has been shot by the police at any of the BLM riots. No one had been yeah. shot in any of the Trump riots by police. The police basically opened the doors and let them in. That's what it's. I've to, seen. Yeah. I've seen footage of them just hanging and talking and like being friendly with everyone. No, nothing confrontational at all. Yeah. There was a uh, you know attack team directly behind her in full gear with long guns just hanging out. Yeah. And this. This dude smoked, this cop smoked her. Now, again, I said that there's a chance that this is a justifiable shoot based on national security, depending on what was in that hallway behind that door or or whatnot, or what order was given. Was the order given that kill anyone who comes through this door? If so, I believe that warning shots should have been fired. You can pick out a warning shot. There's one thing there's no shortage of in that place is books. You could shoot, like, in my Bible right here, and his 9 mil or 40 wouldn't even penetrate this book, or 45 wouldn't penetrate this book. Um, It would be, you know, I don't recommend him shooting a Bible, but if it's shooting a Bible or shooting a person.
0: I'm um, sure there's enough other paper in the building. (laughs) um,
2: You know, you could use one of the billion bills that are this tall. Yeah. Um, You know, but anyways, I, I think that that's what should have been done to drive home the point of severity because it was uncharted ground. This has never happened before in any of our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And no one there really understood the severity of the situation. Yeah. So they didn't realize that, you know, they're thinking they're protesting. Everyone's cops are letting them in. They're doing whatever. Hey, we want to go protest. We want to go be like all the, you know, um, Me Too movement did to Kavanaugh mm-hmm. or, and, you know, harass Lindsey Graham like everyone else does. We want to do all those things. And they weren't given the chance now for the cops benefit. There was our, there was supposed to be, there was guns there. People were found with guns, storming the buildings, people fired, you know, there was all kinds of information out there, people shooting through glass and Mm -hmm. she had a backpack on. There's enough stuff there for it to be great. But what I'm calling for is what I call for in all these instances. Right. And, you know, I was talking to Topher and, um, the Marine rapper about this. And, um, I'm like, you know, we need to uh, one have patience and have a full, transparent investigation, mm-hmm. right? We need to know everything that we need to know to know that that girl was not murdered.
0: Yeah, do you want to pull that down so, so my head yeah. not cut off? Yeah.
2: So, um,
0: do, you, do we know enough about who's investigating this right now to know? I people. I assume are it's so the capital police right now. Well, no one trusts anything. And, that people are going to come out and say, "Well." If They're going to be covering their butts. They're not going to want the investigation to say that it was a wrongful shooter, that she, the officer should be charged, because then that is going to make people sympathize with the Trump supporters versus the the left and the Democrats right now who are all behind the police officers right now because it was the insurrection, blah, 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 all that stuff. So, of course, they're not going to want it to appear like the officer did anything wrong.
2: Well, that's why a fully transparent investigation is so important
1: yeah. because
2: someone else can recreate the investigation looking at their investigation. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to see. They're going to look, and they're going to look at everyone's politics involved. Yeah. It's not going to be anonymous agent one. It's going to be this. They're mm-hmm. going to see where the connections are. They'll be able to connect the dots, and they'll be able to recreate and see the evidence and say, yes, hey, Mike Pence was behind that door. Yes, yeah. that need to happen. Now, do we need to tr- change how we train to wear a warning shot? Should be, you know, should be offered in some extreme circumstances. Not everyone, not in maybe ever again, mm-hmm. but in that one, yeah. that case, it would have saved a life, in my opinion. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm not here to beat up cops, but you know, I got to look at this shooting and the same as if it was a gangbanger well, that's, on the street, that's yeah. right? And you know, whether they're they got their hands in their pockets, she's got a backpack on. Mm-hmm. Could it, could it be feasible that there might have been expl- – there wasn't explosives in her backpack, but could it have happened? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And who knows? I, I know that they found <clears throat> explosives around the area. I don't know yeah, if they I mean, had at that point before you – know, Yeah, yeah that again,
2: out there. it's what would a reasonable officer yeah. do with the, everything known at that time? Yeah. And again, I haven't heard good audio of him saying commands to her. Yeah. Like the stuff that I'm hearing, there's so much stuff going on, you, it couldn't be heard, so – I haven't seen – now, it's obvious he's pointing his gun at her, but, you know, that happens a lot to a lot of people and people don't get shot, Right. You know, Um, but I've also seen some really ridiculous stuff from some pretty smart people saying that she was executed as a sacrifice to Satan and all kinds of absolute stuff that just totally makes us look like we are insane to even – say that stuff like she was shot in the neck so she would bleed out more and uh just absolutely ridiculous stuff you know yep and um so um, again um none of that stuff has any credibility in my opinion um again that's my opinion um so that's you got anything that you want to say about
0: christian warrior talk is sponsored by trident shield your trusted ally in violence preparedness. Trident Shield safeguards your loved ones with expert training and consulting. Trident Shield, defending faith through preparedness, because together we save lives. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with you as always in saying, let the investigation play out, and I do hope that they show well enough that it was conducted in a transparent and honest manner. So that that people feel comfortable with the outcome.
2: Yeah, but that, again, just because you know most officers are not charged with anything with the shoot because the standard of them for the, of them to be doing something criminal is so yeah. high. But that doesn't mean that the department wasn't negligent. Mm-hmm. I think they can already prove for the fact that they didn't have barricades set up and everything else, the messaging and the so way they were acting, That would be a different officer, officer than that shoot and yeah. what Butch. Sh- you know, I think there's a lot of. I mean, there's going to be some lawsuits.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, I think that it is important for people to hold the hey, same Chris, standards to see you. across Joe, the good board. To see you. The same way that we react when there is a white cop shoots black man thing, and we tell everyone, "Calm down," mm-hmm. you know, let it play out. And generally, the officer had a legitimate reason. I think that um, a lot of people are forgetting that in looking at this because we find ourselves on the side of the person who was shot this time.
2: Yeah. So again. Take all the conspiracy theory theories on a lot of this stuff and throw it out the window. Um, bad things happen, guys. You know, there's again, and there's a lot of things out there that I'm on the same page with 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 many people. All right, but there are other things that just just because they happen doesn't mean they were part of anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, bad things happen yeah. in a very chaotic environment. Anybody who's been involved in a shooting or in a melee or a riot, or a protest, or any of that stuff, it's uncontrolled. It, it goes into this place of chaos, and re- reason, and rhyme, and there is none. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it just becomes this really random thing, and unfortunately bad things can happen, and that's why you need to understand that. Mm-hmm. The next story I want to talk about... Does it make sense? Okay. Um, and since Lauren doesn't want her head cut off... See if I can. I just not for the the whole conversation. Oh God. Um, was this um, absolutely horrific, venomous article by USA Today, basically calling uh, patriotic Christians terrorists? Mm-hmm. And um, there's so much venom in the article, and it's yeah. written with such, such disdain. Uh, it's obvious this person's opinion is is anything but objective. Oh, of course, yeah. And um, and you know the fact that they chose this, all right. So this is supposed to be a Christian nationalist. There, a dude dressed as a Viking, known as the the a shaman with Thor's Molineer hammer tattooed on his on his freaking belly. Yeah. That just screams Christian to me. I don't know about what about you Lauren?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there I look at that guy one and one I see that re- represents me. I mean, me. the only thing
2: he look, I mean I mean he's got a Jesus beard. That might be like the only <laughs> thing that there that might be even close. You know, but I mean it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous that that's what they chose. Yeah. You know, to say the that that is the guy, represents right? Our, our movement. Yeah. And um just absolutely ridiculous. Um and the fact that they this this is part of the mass media's efforts now, and you've seen Department of Homeland Security come out labeling Christian nationalists. Mm-hmm. I want to break down what that word Christian nationalist means. Christian, you follow Jesus Christ. You believe in Jesus Christ and the teachings of Jesus Christ, yeah. right? Nationalist, you bl- are patriotic and you love your country.
0: That's 75 million people. So there, the little, like, subtitle, quick description thing for the article. So the title, Christian Nationalism is a Threat, and Not Just from Capital Attackers Invoking Jesus. Um, and then it says, Christian Nationalists inside our government are working quietly to take America for Jesus. They are the more resilient danger to re- religious pluralism. So that there is, um, we're working to take the country for Jesus. Yeah, they said that. What the a fr- terrible Yeah, what a that.
2: terrible thing. And then they, they were saying that to call us, you know, our Judeo Christian principles is, you know, a, you know, basically a sacrilegious, you know, mm-hmm. use of the word Judeo yeah. in there. And it's just absolutely insane. The other thing I want to talk about, um, you know, well, well, I'll continue on with that for a little bit, is that this is a coordinated campaign that you're going to start seeing. They're going to start dehumanizing us, guys, Um it is literally the next propaganda war, yeah. uh, the next culture war, which is what we're going to spend a vast majority of our time talking about. There are plenty of people out there teaching tactics and teaching other things, and we're going to cover those things as we go. But the most important thing of all, I think, for us right now, is we have to win the culture war. Mm-hmm. It is biblical. I'm awake. It's, it's biblical, and okay. they're, they're – I mean, they're acting like a you know that a, you know a nation that was born out of a prayer meeting by Christians. I don't think a be, lot of people know that. Well, of course, maybe yeah. secular world doesn't know that, yeah. but any historian would. There's they, not
0: many of those left anymore. Yeah, exactly, not in the generations that count. At least, as far as influencers anymore.
2: You know, they have to dehumanize us and make us monsters to do horrible things to us. Mm-hmm. It's what the Nazis did to the Jews. You know, I just
0: hate to make those comparisons, and I know that people throw those. Comparisons I don't like. At I don't us. like going yeah. to that. I'm
2: just using yeah. that as an example. Yeah. Um. And I'm not saying they're going to put us in concentration camps or doing, but they they have already, our there are politicians who have and popular people camps, like right? Katie Couric who said we need to put them in re-education yeah. camps. Yep. All right. Uh. That's what they do to the Muslims in China. Right. Right. Yeah. And. and you know that's what you you have Democrats right now saying that, and I mean I don't know if any of the the traitorous rhinos, the Susan Collins, the Mitt Romneys, and you know what's the crazy girl from Alaska, Murkowski,
1: Murkowski. yeah, and
2: all the other traitors, uh, which they gave a, a, spe- a you know briefing today that was pretty bad. Um, anyways. Uh, I want to Aren't put that. Well t- that
0: she's not our senator. No, yeah. not
2: that ours is much better, but you know. yeah, <laughs> ours are even worse. But, <laughs> but she's a she's she's the worst because she's got an R next to her name. Yeah, you know, traitors are worse than the enemy. The enemy has principles. At least you know what to expect from them. Well, and you believe they you believe they have principles, and they might be fighting for something. You know, like I have no doubt that Bernie Sanders believes what Bernie Sanders believes. Mm-hmm. You know, but I know mm-hmm. that you know others in that party, like Nancy Pelosi, didn't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. She just wants power and to get, keep getting rich, richer yeah, off of us. Yeah. So, anyways, um, it's very true. Us Christians are the true discernment, understand, and with true discernment, understand the persecution coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is, um, and God is so. And then uh, from Chris, Scott, ignorance in large numbers is dangerous. From
0: Ronald Reagan, that's yeah. the truth.
2: Yeah, it really is. So, on a lighter topic, I don't know if you noticed anything different. Not so much here. Or here, or here, but in this general area, <laughs> what? There's something a little noticed. different. Yeah, I miss my beard already. What are you guys? Now you've seen beard and beard less. Don't,
0: don't don't lay it down like that because if everyone's like, "Oh, we missed the beard," then you're going to be really sad.
2: Well, I already, I I miss the beard
0: already. I would like to go on record. Can you go on record and say that I did not tell you to shave
2: the beard? Lauren did not. Tell me to shave the beard. She just kissed me way less. Like, a thousand percent less. And a lot shorter when she did.
0: <laughs> Very accurate. And I could feel her <laughs>
2: giggling and laughing when she was kissing me because the beard was touching her face. And she was either grossed out or ticklish. I'm not sure. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, it's gone. Baby face. Yeah. Drawing a line in the sand, but he is faithful and... The mean, we in, and I think it's in the end we win souls. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. So, so again, I did this. I'm going to start slowly growing it out again and see if I, I might just do the whole thing. I'd say, I'd say this as a Democrat as long as my party is in control, there will never be an honest investigation of the shooting of the lady in DC. You're completely true, William. Um, there will not be an honest investigation of anything with of Democrats anything. in power. Yeah. Right? I mean, literally, I mean, you know, and I'm sorry that, you, you know, yeah, it's amazing to me that you're a Democrat. You might be one of those true liberal Democrats that we really need so bad right now, of which uh, that famous lawyer, um, Alan Dershowitz, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is like the last liberal Democrat out there. Who can say common sense or. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the Demo- liberals you know, have a very big purpose to counterbalance. The problem is now it's all really one power or one party and it's all for corruption. It's all Mm -hmm. for eternal war. Mm -hmm. It's all for all these things that they can do to distract us. And then they use domestic policies to divide us, to make us us versus them um, while they're all one party. Whereas liberals used to be anti-CIA, anti-law enforcement, you know, anti-state, now the Democrats are all about the CIA they're all about creating s- secret police yeah. they're all about doing everything that yep. agendas that shifted. socialists want and need to stay in power right yeah. so um, so anyways that's enough of that and I'm and enough of the whoa is me stuff you guys turned in tuned in today because either you support us or maybe you thought my title was you know cool. But this this show oh, you wanted to
0: see if he shaved his beard or not after Friday. Wanted to see if Friday I shaved night. my beard
2: after Friday. <laughs> way too many strength and honors on Friday. There are some. I mean, I I haven't gone back and looked at all the video, but if I slurred, I wouldn't be surprised. You probably did. <laughs> I know my tongue got thick. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the most I've seen you do. But you know, how do we save America from a second civil war is the next topic, and this is going to be you know a long section of what we're going to talk about uh, in the coming weeks and for the rest of this show. So the first thing you need, we need to do is realize that we are already in a war and it's a cold war. We've been in a cold civil war or, you know, a cold, yeah, a cold civil war since the fifties, maybe before that. Right. And we've been starting to lose ever since the sixties, mm-hmm. the flower power movement, mm-hmm. And over time, they've been chipping away at it and chipping away at it. And here we are, you know, 70 years later, and we've... Gosh, it has been 70 years since I that's
0: not that long. (laughs) It has.
2: You know, here we are, and they have kicked our butt Mm -hmm. in the culture war, right? Mm -hmm. We got busy. We retreated to our places. We counted on... Them letting us coexist, right? I mean, they have these cool yep. bumper stickers where they right. coexist with everyone except for Republicans and Christians except for half the half the country. Yeah. Um, so it's recognizing that we've been in a war, we are in a war, and we're losing, and then mm-hmm. getting involved in that.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
2: only way to win this war without it getting kinetic, in which nobody wins, is to win the culture war. Mm-hmm. Winning the culture war is the only is the only way that I think we. There's two ways to kind of win a a Cold War. You can drive them into poverty and beat them economically, or you can win culturally with ideas.
0: Which, when we are sharing the same country, option one doesn't make as much sense because it's not a clear delineation. So, I mean, they've been beating us at the culture war up until now.
2: And yes, and we are in an information war. Yes, the information war is part of the culture war. Mm -hmm. Um, An informed culture... Yeah, uh, is a dangerous culture for them because people can start making, um, they start hearing things and things start, you know, like with Lauren. Lauren, do you want to recap everyone and how you, you know, you were raised liberal in the Northeast and how, you know, Beth's post, yeah, so um, how that how it trickles in. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, I grew up an an un- uneducated Democrat um, in a family that was entirely apolitical. Um, so my influences came mostly from school in the Northeast, um, but not very actively. I wasn't passionate about anything. Um, my parents were more Republican at that point in a few issues. Like I thought my dad was a terrible person for, uh, not wanting gay marriage. You know, it's like love is love. But, um, (laughs) and, um, so just basically naive at that point, um, and didn't didn't seek out education and it certainly wasn't provided to me. Um and then down in Virginia, uh, my landlady was is a Republican. Um, Beth, she's was. a
2: supporter of ours. Was? Yeah, a was Republican? No, what was your
0: landlady? Well yes, was at the time. Um, and she would always share video clips um, from Fox mostly. Um and I would be watching them by myself, you know, up up in my little apartment be like, that makes so much sense. (laughs) And I couldn't tell anyone I knew because it all would think I was crazy for listening to Fox News. But um, so the the foundation was laid kind of through that. Um, But it definitely takes being exposed to information. If you're not, then you're just going to kind of keep on the same track as far as everyone else who's around you who's influenced you up until that point.
2: Right. And that's like what we're seeing with organizations like Turning Point USA mm-hmm. who are on college campuses and yeah, red pilling you know, so there's great. a term in, out there called red pilling and I believe it comes from The Matrix where um, you know basically you can live in the fake world and take the blue world and you know, blue pill and mm-hmm. you'll be numb to everything and you won't know any better, or you can take the red pill and you'll see the truth of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what they, what they are doing is called red pilling where they go in there and they debate liberals and they expose them the truth on campuses in the largest disinformation places that we have in the U S which are universities, our public universities in particular. And, 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 you know, whose guys are part of the tip of the spear and one of the other tip, some of the other tips of the spear are pastors, right? Mm -hmm. The, the biblical you know, pastors like Ken Graves, the Calvary Chapel, and others around the country. Usually, have pretty much, I've yet to see a Calvary Chapel have a bad pastor right now. I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, everywhere we go, it's mm-hmm. been pretty solid. But pastors are the tip of the spear.
1: Entertainers
2: like Topher and the Marine Rapper and, you know, um, Bryson Gray yeah. and, um, you know, all those other guys out there. Um, what is it? Tom
0: McDonald's, right? Tom McDonald. Yeah.
2: And um, all those guys out there, they are all at the tip so of the spear. So when you're they're, using they're
0: tip of the spear, are you kind of are you looking at that as they're a one to many influence in that what what they do with their platform has no, the so the, the to tip of the spear, of
2: people, the tip of the spear, like what you know, the SEAL teams and, um, you know, Special Forces and Marine Recon, they're the tip of the spear. They're the ones that are penetrating, you know, behind enemy lines and, and breaking breaking it up for the rest of the weapon to come mm-hmm. through, for everything else to come okay. out here. And what I mean by the tip of the spear and why it's so important to acknowledge that not everyone's going to be the tip of the spear. Not everyone can be the flag bearer. Mm -hmm. or the tip of the spear. Not everyone can be a SEAL. Not everyone has the charisma, the charm, the whatever. But for every SEAL behind enemy lines, there are taxpayers to fund his gear and his training. Right, and his way, you know, and the aircraft and his transportation to get there. There are support personnel who are taking care of him medically, or uh, taking, you know, uh, you know, taking care of his family, mm-hmm. and and on and on and on. There's a lot logistically, you know, flying drones. Everyone has a role to play, so you know, one of the first things we need to do is support the tip of the spear, recognize who the tip of the spear is Mm -hmm. and support them. And they are, again, I'm going to go through this list right now. They are pastors, you know, go out there and there are pastors who are going to be lightning rods that the press go after. Mm -hmm. I mean, they call Calvary Chapel banger a cult,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, the, Mm -hmm. the LGBTQ, uh, movement there, you know, hates them because he preaches the Bible.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, You know, entertainers like, you know, Topher and the guys we talked about and Marine Rapper and Bryson Gray, particularly, he goes after the LGBTQ stuff, you know, hardcore and, you know, supporting those guys and letting them know, because guess what? They don't have record labels carrying them. They're all working out of their house. Yeah. If you look at some of Tom McDonald's videos, you see his whole garage is full of, like, and we, we understand this cause being business owners and having to send out shirts and all yeah. this stuff, it's all packing envelopes and him sending out CDs. Oh, he is his yeah. own publisher mm-hmm. or his own, whatever it's called, uh, when they do pr- producer, pr- no, they, whenever they do to get rid of their records, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, so he is doing all that and all of them are independent and they're all doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so again, you know, supporting them, um, Politicians, guys, there are very few brave politicians in this world, and we really have to support them. And I, you know, I think we have a a standard for politicians that's a purity test that can sometimes be too hard to reach, right? Mm -hmm. Like they got to believe everything I do or do everything went through. Yeah, yeah. you know, and um, I don't think that's the case. I think we have to figure out what's most important to us. Back them on that and make sure they're principled. Mm-hmm. And it's are they Bible believing Christians who support life, the Second Amendment, and free speech? Mm-hmm. Those three things are the number one of everything. So if they're fighting for that, if they're fighting you're, for those three, of the I, others, I can forgive some of the other discretions that they have out there. Um, you know, and I understand that. You know that all politicians get hooks in them and I you know yeah. I wish our system was different and you didn't need money to run for office, but you do. So supporting them is another one. Supporting organizations like Turning Point USA mm-hmm. um, they are huge. They are literally on the front line in debate rooms, going up against professors and everyone else and mopping the floor. with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Kirk is great. And um, you know, so organizations like that,
0: and so supporting can be you know financially, but also
2: it could be liking content. a video, sharing yeah. a video. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be money. Spreading Their platform, it's spreading their message, mm-hmm. right? Spreading their message, and um, and then the last one is influencers like us, mm-hmm. right? You know, we can we put our you know our primary job. Uh, at risk every time we get on camera And talk about our beliefs mm-hmm. We've experienced cancel culture We've had people come after us We've gotten, you know, people go out there And give us terrible one-star reviews Who obviously have never listened to anything we do They just yeah. want to hurt us Because we're the opposite side of them on everything Yeah. So, um, you know, so we understand that not everyone can do that, but you have a part to play. And sometimes it's a like, and sometimes it's a share. Sometimes it's a subscribe. Sometimes it's buying a 99 cent song. Sometimes yeah. it's, hey, having a buddy over and listening to some music. Like it, music is so important. Like And I, and I kind of went over this in my special the other day. You know, music was very important to me as an atheist. It fed, it accelerated, and intensified wherever I was. Mm. So if I was an atheist and I was angry and, you know, hateful and hurt, I'd put on that and it would make me more of that. Right. When I was searching for God and I started listening to country music, it accelerated me coming to Christ because everyone I was listening to was talking about Jesus as a friend and this and that. And it was just this positive messaging. Yeah. And then, you know, hearing patriotic, God-influenced rap, can only influence people to to start tracking that way.
0: And I think I mean that that genre is great because that's going to reach an audience that typically is only influenced by lyrics and artists who are very anti-american or teaching a culture that is is very counter to the christian lifestyle. I'm
2: sorry I was could you?
0: You want me to repeat what I just yeah, said? sorry. I, I, I don't know what this leg,
2: the Las Vegas CC is a great question
0: That was when we were talking about Calvary Chapels generally okay. good. So I don't know if maybe he's found a not great Calvary Chapel. Okay. It's a great question like you're not sure it's a good good fit. Um possibly would be what that was. But I was just saying that um this patriotic rap genre is a is a people who listen to country a lot mostly are already Christian, or at least kind of at the foundation, people who like country, it's becoming a little bit more mainstream now. But yeah. um, well, now
2: they're—I would say—they're mega to church. Rap
0: mostly have only had access to rap that is very not Christian in essence. Right, it's
1: gang bang and, it's and drug slinging, booty so, chasing. So now
0: that the people who like that kind of music have something more positive to listen to is is great.
1: And it, I mean,
2: and the the thing you know. More so than in many other uh, forms of music, rap the lyrics are everything. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's what they pride themselves on. That is their, you know, their metaphors and how and what they're doing um, with their messaging. So there's some really good stuff out there. Um, I walked away from rap a long time ago, and I've totally come back to it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's great, you know, some it's great stuff. There's a lot of garbage out there, though. Um, you know, there are some Christian rappers out there who swear a lot still, mm-hmm. um, and you have to figure out how you feel about that. You know, being a former cusser all the time, I mean, I still cuss by accident, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, maybe they're in a different place for their, with their walk, but their message on a whole as long as it's consistent with Christianity, that's just some of their sin that they're dealing with. You might be able to bypass, but there are entire albums that are clean mm-hmm. that are all all verse chapters and verses
1: yeah,
2: that are, are really good about getting back to the truth, which is the Bible. You know. Awesome. I'm glad you liked them, man. I'm glad you like them. So, um, so again, there's so many great, Artists out there, once you start finding one, you'll find them all. Mm -hmm. They all kind of pop up on recommend. And the great thing is they're having, they're banding together right now because they're, they're all supporting independent artists.
1: They literally
2: are independent working out of their house. Like we are doing this to, to, to make it work. So again, supporting the tips of the spear is really important. And
0: so, William just commented, I don't usually like rap, but I did like the Marine Rappers song. It was great. And I think one thing that's important to recognize when we're talking about this kind of tips of the spear concept and who you should support, even if you don't personally care for something. I think recognizing the impact that they have on the culture, which is what we're talking about is how to win the culture war. You can still find ways to support that movement, even if you're like, I'm not going to listen to the rap on a daily basis or whatever. But recognizing the importance of it, I think is is what we're stressing
2: here. Yeah. Making it cool to be patriotic and all that stuff again, because the left has done such a super strong job of demonizing the national anthem. Making it cool to be anti Making it cool to be anti-American, mm-hmm. right? And where did that start? It started in the music.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. It started with the music. It started with all that garbage. Oh,
0: and the other entertainer aspect, of sports.
2: Yeah, sorry, and th- and then the other thing is sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've given up all pro sports. Um, I'm not saying everybody should, but I've given up well, any adult playing sports. Um, you know, if I'm going to watch sports, I'm either going to be doing them with my kid or watching some neighborhood kids that I grew up with that I'm mentoring mm-hmm. or, you know, supporting my community. Um, you know, that, that's the type of thing. But, you know, um, if you're giving your money away to a league that it has does not share your values, you're just contributing to the problem. Mm-hmm. You're supporting their sponsors. You know, I'll never buy a piece of, you know, Nike gear again.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch or not, but the Super Bowl commercials this year, I'm sure they're going yeah. to be... Um the messaging, you can certainly start over the last couple of years to see it shift towards all of this woke stuff. Yeah. Um, so this year is going to be interesting.
2: Well, I mean, I would want to watch Tom Brady, you know, go to another Super Bowl and, you know, hopefully win, you know, but I can't.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I just can't. Um, I mean, maybe the I, – I just I, – I probably won't watch it. Yeah. Um, you know – Um, I just, the NFL is against everything that I stand that, that means anything to me.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you're one of the most principled people I know as far as following through on things that you care about and are trying to make a a statement about. So I know that a lot.
2: And I know there are strong Christian patriotic people in there, but until they strike or until the NFL and all these sports clean up their act, I'm done. Yeah. So yep. anyway, so but the other entertainers are actors. You got actors like Chris Pratt mm-hmm. and, you know, other conservative, you know, red pill people out there um, willing to speak truth who get blackballed, you know, supporting them when they make a movie. Mm-hmm. you know it, the
0: problem is they're generally surrounded by all the people that you don't want to support so it's hard to wean them yeah party. but
2: you're starting to see people like like just like the rappers are all teaming up you're starting to see conservatives all kind of start working with each other on products to do things okay. I mean and you're that's how you're seeing these these shows like the 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 plot to take down the president
1: yes and
2: all these other very well done shows mm-hmm. uh, out there and I think that we have to support those so Again, step one is supporting the tips of the spear. Mm-hmm. Step two is working in your your immediate surroundings,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And
0: and this is step two for if anyone's joined us since we started. Step two on how to win the culture war um, with the effort of avoiding the kinetic second civil war.
2: Right. So is is getting in? You know, you've got an two options right luckily most of us can choose where we want to live um or we or not maybe not most of us some of us can choose where we want to live um you can either do one of two things you can do what we're about to do which is try to move somewhere to to be around people of a like-minded um ideology of how we want to live where we can lock shields around them and strengthen each other's faith and strengthen each other's principles and raise our families this way so we can then expand
1: mm-hmm.
2: our, you know, what we believe in our culture, right? We're talking about culture war. Yep. So strengthen right. our culture and communities, and then people are going to want that, see that, and want to be a part of that, mm-hmm. and then expand from there. And then you have others who can't. They just, either financially they can't, they're bound by family, a mm-hmm. job, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can't just throw up your hands and quit. You're going to have to find your Calvary chapel in your area or your group that you have coffee with or guys with, or play people like us, um, online. And, and really, you know, iron sharpens iron and getting around each other and, and, and strengthening your core beliefs and testing your beliefs and, and training and deepening your understanding of scripture and the Bible, as well as, you know, tactics and how to defend your family and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, and everything that goes along with it. So, um, you know, for those of you behind enemy lines, it will be more difficult.
0: Yeah. And I think in that for anyone with kids from kind of the the toddler age that we're at now through high school and into college, but really high school kind of when they're under your wing the most, um, maintaining as much control as possible over who influences them at that impressionable age and stage um, is very important because that's, you know, this whole culture war thing is about going after the generations that are up and coming that, you know, that's where, why we are, where we are now is because of what happened in the school systems. And so we really need to take back parenting influences on our, on our children. And so, especially if you're in a community that you know has, uh, democratic leanings which is a lot of them these days especially if you're in the public school system um knowing who they're friends with knowing you know and, and modeling what what you talk about around the table and what news they see and what shows they watch and all of that stuff and we were starting to have the conversation earlier today just kind of pondering you know for families that have you know if your core unit has the same belief system, but then grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, et cetera, don't, you know, how do you balance that, that those people being around your child and influencing them without rubbing their beliefs off on your kid when you're not around to, to prevent it or to influence that. So that's a, a hard conversation to have as well as. Well,
2: you know, it's, it's all mind. of it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. right? Even in your own house, you know. We've had some difficult conversations with family in our own house, um, and um, it's challenging. Um, but you have to understand: is you have to get your own house straight, mm-hmm. right? So you know, getting everybody, um, everybody in your house that you have immediate influence over, on the same page is a must. We've you've got to get them saved, and you got to raise them right, mm-hmm. right the world is going to be chipping away at that. And that foundation that you lay in there is key. And that brings me to my next point. Um, and Joe Schmo said homeschooling isn't easy, but the end result is totally. Yeah. We completely agree with you. There was a time both of us would have said homeschooling was the most ridiculous idea and that there are survival skills that you had to learn in class and socialization, this And that I don't believe that at all anymore. No. Those co-ops that I've seen, Like that, and I, you know, I I also think that you know, a good, a well run church school Mm -hmm. is also another option. Um, That is, that would be the best of both worlds, as long as it's, you know, as long as it's Ken Graves running the school.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you know,
2: um, and not, you know, somebody running a rainbow unicorn, you know, school. I mean, uh, church Mm Christianity. So uh, going back to the mentoring aspect, right? We all have to you know, focus on what we can control, which is ourself, Mm -hmm. right? And then we can only hope to influence others around. You can influence your wife, you can influence your kid, you can influence everyone else. And we talked a little bit about modeling earlier today and how to do that and the mentoring around that. And once you get everyone there, you know, sharing, you know, living in the identity of Christ, which is what Mm -hmm. it's all about, right? And it's going to those outliers, like you said, your the in laws, grandparents, cousins, you know, or uncles, aunts, whatever. And you have to have that really co- tough conversation. To say, hey, listen, we're raising our child with these sets of beliefs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We don't want your secular stuff involved in that. Mm-hmm. You can be a, hang out with them, be a loving family member. You can do whatever. Avoid the politics and don't don't crap on our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to ask you out of respect to do that, uh, and and that's how and that's how you do it.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, and that goes for rolling of the eyes and all those other things because so they're going to notice that stuff first.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah, right. body Language
2: stuff is huge. Um, so again, and those are really difficult, you know, relationship changing questions
1: mm-hmm.
2: or conversations. Sorry. Yes. You know, that's redefining your relationship with your family member. Mm-hmm. To say, hey, listen, you know. Uh, you know that <laughs> that's gonna basically put them on the defensive, particularly if they're if they're secular. Yes. Yeah. Right.
0: Which, If you're having that conversation, you're obviously they, likely, they are. likely are.
2: Yeah. But you know, even but imagine different religions talking and they're mm-hmm. saying, "Listen, we're raising our this, you know, and that's how we're gonna do it until right. they're 18, where they have their own say."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, one of the biggest mistakes my mother ever made, um, was she was an atheist and rather than having me baptized as a Christian or, you know, done in that, she wanted me to choose my own religion. So I went, oh, 37, 38, 39, 40 years without one because of that. And I think that foundation would have been very helpful (laughs) to me going forward. Right. So location where you live, Grounding in your family, right? And then using coachable moments, right? You can't isolate your kid from the culture. You're going to have to give your kid exposure to mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. right? If we're in a culture war, they have to know what they're going up against.
0: What I was going to say, and that's, um, I'm glad you made that point. I think a lot of people, you know, they, they bubble wrap too much. So well, they even, do. Um, and so, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to raise our Christian kid. And they just kind of suck them into that. And they don't teach them any of the questions, arguments, counterpoints that they're going to be hit with and not, I think it's so important that they know what the other side believes and what the other side is going to think about our beliefs mm-hmm. and how to be educated and articulate a response back to that. Because if they don't, if they can't, if they're caught off guard and I, this has happened to me too, cause I, wasn't exposed to a lot of stuff. If if I'm caught off guard by something, um, I'm more easily swayed by it because I don't have points to really articulate my stance very well. If I'm not grounded in what I believe and also know what someone else believes very well. So it takes education on both sides for your kids to be able to kind of go out there and and really take a stand.
2: Yeah, uh, to me, I think that, you know, giving... While well, mentoring them and taking them out into the culture to show them, you know, showing them, you know, if Cardi B's on the radio and your kid's at an appropriate age to hear words that are in WAP, talking about it and why that's not good. Yeah. And reasoning through that, because if you're not going to have that conversation with them, their friends are going to be like, what's wrong with you? You don't like this? And you have to give them the solid footing. Yeah be like no I don't like it and I think it's ridiculous that you do. Yeah. You yeah. know, and giving them that those that training and that solid solid foundation so they can plant their feet, look that culture in the eye and yeah. say not for me. Yeah, exactly. You know, I stand on my principles. I stand on my my savior Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can all do that, if we all raise kids that are strong yeah. like that, then there's no way we don't win this culture war in the, you know. uh, Chris,
0: your voice has to be louder in your home than the voices outside your home. Without a doubt. Yep. You know. And right now it's completely flipped on that because of how, I mean, and now is one of the blessings that we've saw, the silver lining of COVID is that kind of people came into the home a lot more. Um, But prior to that, you know, how much time, I know Ken's referenced this and the things about 30 seconds a day or something that the yeah, they were, dad on average was actually influencing their child in a face-to-face kind of way. Um, and so that is, that's how things have been lost. That's how our culture has been lost.
2: You know, mentors are literally the most important thing in your life informing you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Jesus, as a rabbi, they called him teacher, was a mentor to the apostles.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And
2: that's what we're called to do for, first for our family, then our friends, and then anybody who comes, who makes himself, that'll listen. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I think that so many people are so afraid of being mocked or exposed or anything that they don't share their vulnerability and they don't share, like, no one has more problems with the Bible than I do. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't dive into this. I, I dive into this book with a skeptic's eye and thirty-seven years of atheist talking points to go in here.
1: Right. And
2: going through the Old Testament and watching it all, but the more I read it, the more I'm understanding it, and the more it was—it was all about my ego mm. and how I had to have. There are things I'm not going to know. Jay Perry does not know quantum physics. Yeah. yeah. How much more complex is this than quantum physics? Right. Right. So there are things in here that I'm not going to get unless God reveals it to me. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, there's a manual in here for just about everything. Yes. All of life is solved in this book.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, and that's why that article is so venomous. With like, like there's like, like all problems can be solved with the Bible. Right. So like, yeah. it's like this person is so shattered and so broken. Yeah. Saying that they can't even fathom what's in here.
0: When, um our friend Monty yeah. uh, um made an interesting he's a very new convert, and his his wife and Jason have been working on him for a while and kind of demonstrating Christianity to him for a little while and um he put out a post today kind of asking kind of saying, from his point of view also, but for people who are agnostic or atheist, um like he used to just constantly talking. Bleep about the Bible and saying that you know that there's nothing to it. He said, "How many of you have actually read it?" He said, "Because prior to a couple of months ago, when I accepted Jesus, I hadn't read it either. Yet I was very full of things to say about it."
2: Right. He's uh, like, "I've read a couple of pages prior to that, and I yeah. was full of opinions on
1: mm-hmm.
2: it." Yeah. Which is such a good
0: point. I, I would say that largely. I mean, I was an atheist, but I I knew nothing about what I was right. an atheist against. You know.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it just it just goes to show you that we have a lot of work to do. But the fact that we have a lot of work to do means that there's still so much hope. Mm-hmm. If we had exhausted everything and there was nowhere to go and there was nothing to do and we had just lost, we just lost. Right? If you guys don't know, we just lost. Our culture lost. We reacted way too late to do anything. hmm Right, The time to get voter ID was not 2020, people. The time to get voter ID was before 2020. Right. Right. And the time to get the wall built was 2016 when we had all three houses and rhinos killed it because big business was their funders at the time, and then the Democrat Party took it over. Mm-hmm. The time to fight for free speech was all the way back in the 80s, when a bunch of all right-leaning conservative pastors and preachers wanted to ban coarse music and coarse lyrics um, and rap songs and heavy metal,
1: mm.
2: right? And now it's been flipped against them. Mm-hmm. Free speech is free speech, right? Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. is that's it.
0: Yeah, it's up for you to show the counterpoint, and,
2: and you enough. have to win well, the argument in
0: enough way that people turn against. The, the negative stuff on their own.
2: And, um, you know, so that, that is something that we, you know, we, you know, free speech needs to be protected and it needs to be free speech, whether you agree with it or not, whether you hate what they're just because you hate what they're saying doesn't make it hate speech. Right. Like that's yeah. like the, the things that drive me crazy is what everyone calls hate speech. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. that they don't like is hate speech. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yep. Um, so I think I, should we do our little Rob Kenny shout out now and talk about that example? Um, you know, as far as what can you do, um, you know, we, the most important being kind of get your own house in order, but then if you are a well-grounded Christian, um, or you have ties in the community or, or you are good at social media or, or anything, um, you can use that to influence a, a much bigger group of people. Uh so there's this one guy and he's not this is not a Christian thing, but you can take this example uh, take and it apply anywhere. it to the culture that we're trying to to push and influence. Um, there's this guy, his name is Rob Kenny, and um just earlier this year he started a YouTube channel called Dad How Do I? And every video is Dad How Do I Unclog a drain, Dad. How do I jumpstart a, a car, Dad? How do I? Yeah. And he, his dad left him, and I think he has seven siblings or something like that. He, so he didn't have a, a dad, father influence growing up. And he, he has two kids of his own. They're grown, and he looked into the void and saw that there are so many fatherless Waterless. children out there, and he knew firsthand the negative impact that had and how unprepared he was so many things and so he's in like a month and a half he had over a million subscribers and millions of views on his videos and um way better than we're doing his his (laughs) influence (laughs) network is huge now and in a very positive way and and he clearly filled a void and if we all take that model and we say okay what as a christian Am I competent in? What can I influence? And just start pushing that out. There is the need for it. There is a hunger for it. If people, if if you can think of what is my, what did God give me that I'm great at? And how can I share that out in a way that will positively influence our culture?
2: Yeah. So whether you're really good at graphic design, so maybe you make Bible memes or inspirational Mm -hmm. memes of Mm -hmm. C.S. Lewis or whatever, and maybe that saves somebody on a dark day when they see some great image with a message there that gives them hope. Yeah. right. One of the other things that we need to talk about is recycling our money within the Christian community. Uh, there's a lot of cr- communities out there, particularly the Jewish community and the Muslim community, where they keep their money in house. Mm-hmm. You'll see this with Mormons; they also do it as well. And we need to start supporting Christian businesses, Christian entertainers, rappers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Spend your money, Mister
0: mm-hmm. My Pillow guy.
2: Yeah, Mister My Pillow guy.
0: Yeah,
2: is, the whole world has canceled his pillows,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: his business, like. Uh, He's out of Bed Bath and Beyond. He's out of Kohl's. He's out of he's out of all these different places now because, you know, he um, took a stand with President Trump. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, go buy an extra my pillow. I mean, and
0: we've heard that he's doing
2: great. Heard that he's doing well. So and he's being blessed right now. Generally, Uh, kind of uh, gather around and support. We need to do more of that. But. We we need to take the extra step and start looking for Christian-owned businesses to support. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to give Jeff Bezos any more money? Yeah. Or do you want to give the play? You know, the place down the street your chance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If you're in church and you know somebody's got an auto body shop, and you know, and they're in the pews praying with you every day, maybe you might want to give his garage a chance. Yeah. You know, stuff like that really. Gives you time to interact with those people. Maybe they'll mentor you or you can mentor them. Yeah. Either or it's going to be blessing each other.
0: And, um, my personal little example of that is, um, a fitness program that I found online. Um, she, her, she, she does fitness stuff, but she has labeled herself in her business. She's a Christian and she includes it kind of in the goals of her program. um, you know, that she's constantly trying to kind of be closer to God and, and all of that. Um, and she's very out and proud with it, which is not common these days. Um, but I think for her to, I sent her a message and said, thank you for doing that. That encouraged me because, you know, as we're trying to walk this out and being a more Christian forward um, company ourselves. And um, she so appreciated getting that message from me, but I, I it's so great that she's, demonstrating that positive Christian influence on people who wouldn't think to look for it from their fitness instructor. but Can you want to plug her right
2: now And what it's called? And it's
0: Alpha Mama's Fitness. Um, so anyone who's had a baby, <laughs> she does a lot of programs for kind of recovering from that. Um, I just found her
2: online. We'll, we'll put a link in the description, or Lauren will drop one in chat mm-hmm. here. Um, you've been very happy with it. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yes. So,
2: um, So, I mean, I know that's a lot that we've been covering here, um, it's been a lot to, you know, it's a heavy topic. There's a lot to go in, drill down into each one of those, uh, separate instances. And we're going to continue to talk about those, but recognizing that we're in this war, you know, this culture war and realize that that's how, that's the only way we're going to save America. That's how we bring everyone to Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm right is through winning the culture war and there are allies around you i never thought in a million years it'd be rap music bringing jesus back yeah you know foolish me what a blind spot i had Mm. you know um and you know i just hope that well i don't hope. i know that we all win in the end anyways but i want to play whatever part that i can to get as many people saved and safe as possible Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. you guys got any questions? Um, also, if you have any questions for me that you want me to ask Ken on Wednesday for our 11 a.m. Um, broadcast, we're going to try to do it live again. Okay. All right, because we fixed some Internet issues here to see if we can get it live and steady. If we can't, I'm going to do a test beforehand to see if we can. We'll let you know. but Otherwise, it'll be 11 A.M. on Wednesday, Eastern Standard Time, meet with Pastor Ken Graves, going over our biblical life support, yep. uh, and answering the toughest questions in, you know, that you have about the Bible or about life or your challenges in your faith and your walk that you're having, um, you know, and and if for some reason we have technical difficulties, I will upload it and premiere it at nine, okay, and I will be live there in chat. So if You know, I'm going to give you guys a couple seconds. If you have any questions, comments, um, you know, that you want to do, that's great. If you want to support us, you can support us by joining our Patreon page, our Patriot Crusader Mission Patreon page. Uh, Joining there, um, you know, you get access to our Facebook group where we do Bible studies, workout regimens. There's combatives training. There's, you know, a small group that we do at 8 30 every Thursday night. Um, you know, we get on and we invest in each other and we are there for each other. You know, there's plenty of space. Come on in, the more the merrier. Um, is one way you can like, share, subscribe this out across all platforms. Um the, the right now, what we need most is viewing hours. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not there, go to one of our playlists and press play and walk away and come back. And you've watched 14 hours of our movies and that'll get us 14 hours closer to the 4000 hours that we need, which is I think we're at 2600 hours right now, mm-hmm. which we've gone up like, a, you know, um, 100 hours every week week or so or less you guys are awesome yeah thank you so all right without any questions i'll pray us out and we'll see you on wednesday so dear heavenly father lord we come to you now we come to you now with 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 heavy hearts but hearts full of hope Lord. we know that in the end you win the battle's already been won and we just want to play whatever role that you call us to do to get it bring as many brothers and sisters with us to you lord we ask that you look over this audience of ours lord that you reach into their houses and protect them and and calm their lives and bring the clarity of your mission to them lord and we pray all these things in jesus name amen
1: amen lord.
2: thank you guys god bless you
0: thank you for listening to patriot crusader mission where christian warriors are forged sponsored by patriot crusader mission patreon page Join us and become the Christian warrior you are called to be. Thank you for standing shoulder to shoulder with us in today's Spiritual Vanguard on Christian Warrior Talk, presented by Christian Warrior Mission. As we've united in prayer, let's hold fast to the truth in Nehemiah 4.14. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Until next time, let's keep a humble and grateful heart. Deliberately pursue our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and equip ourselves with the full armor of God. You're not walking this path alone. Lock shields with us, and together we will hold the line. May God bless you all.